sipping on gin and juice. Lay back with my radio on my tote bag and my tote bag on my freedom, and it's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Audrey. <laughs> Hell yeah. Lay back with my nicotine gum in my mouth, in my mouth on my nicotine gum. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, this week we are joined by noted cartoonist and uh, internet celebrity Rory Blank. Do, do I have to do the song too? You gotta I, do the I, song. I got, I, got, I got nothing though. Oh, you got bro. nothing on your mind and your mind on the nothing. On the there nothing. There we go. <laughs> and you just did it for me. I'm delegating work to other people now. <laughs> Rory Blank, our bars manager. And I'm the, I'm the bars developer <laughs> i'm the bars producer yeah with my bars on my production of my i thought production there would be a window bars. back there what the fuck is that uh i live in an old house in in central texas where it it's not supposed to be cold ever but it's right. cold right now so uh there's there's are single pane windows there's nothing like there's not you know double pane glass or anything right. that might mitigate the cold so the only thing i can really do is just put Blankets over the fuck. Word. I forgot which I forgot which blanket I put up here. I was hoping it was the uh, fleece novelty blanket with some giant kittens on it. Oh, I could show you guys that. We would love that. <laughs> let's uh, let's do the weather brown. roundup. So yeah. we've got we've got Central Texas, which is cold. Sounds sounds very cold. So you, not, Rory, not snowing though. That is good. Uh, you were messaging it, me earlier this week. You were like, there's a good chance we lose power uh, because your state is a libertarian, awesome town. Uh, <laughs> according to a taxi driver I had in Gainesville, Florida, two years ago, Texas actually shut down because Joe Biden wanted to punish Texas for having too much freedom with guns. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> That's real as hell. <laughs> Uh, I live in a drafty old house. I live in an addition on a drafty old house and there is a door that goes to the outside right next to where my bed is. Uh, And so it's drafty as hell. So when I'm asleep at night, I feel cold air flowing in through the crack in the wall. And it's been like 16 degrees here for like a week. Uh, and I wake up and my hands are frozen and it's great. I'm having a good oh, time with that. That's awesome. With my hands on my frostbite and my frostbite on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and now the real shit. Donovan, how's Chicago? It is currently three degrees outside. Yep. A balmy three degrees. It is that kind of cold where you start taking damage as soon as you step outside the door. I tried to go out without earmuffs last night oh, for no. uh, smoking reasons. And I, <laughs> I, I like, it was like, my earmuffs were in my pocket too. I could have put them on. And I was out there for a grand total of like uh, two minutes. And I came yep. back in and I had a brain freeze and my Oof. ears were like red and tingly and in pain. So it's really bad. Uh, and let's just plug it at the top of the show because I am a brain genius i scheduled our live show for this weekend saturday january 20th in sunny chicago at the hideout ticket link in the description where it's going to be past 20 degrees it's going to be balmy in comparison uh we're gonna make it into the 20s in the night of our show you think yeah it's going to be all the way up to the 20s okay i could live with that yeah we're doing great so Come Thursday? see it. Bring your long johns. Or bring your Saturday. Parka. Saturday. 
Yeah, no, yeah, yeah it's going to be like the only good day that week. You the have the perfect opportunity to go outside for the only time that you will for this entire week. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the show, show will take place outdoors as well. It's an outdoor <laughs> venue, the hideout. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be on the patio at the hideout we got an ice bar we got uh, a luge a shot luge <laughs> we'll do shot luges yeah we're doing a polar plunge at the halfway mark to keep the audience <laughs> on its toes juniper will be in a dunk tank it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, but genuinely oh, if you don't have tickets and you can make it come out it's gonna be fun we got a lot yeah. of cool people coming we're going to do something after. Uh, and I found a place for that now. So we'll post about that or something. I don't know where and when I'm supposed to post, post, post that at the show. I'll be like, we're going to this place after it's close. by. Yeah. It's going to be real badass. I spent a significant parcel of cash getting cold weather gear for this event. Hell yeah. What I got, got a new coat. I got a new hat. I got uh, Sailor Moon t-shirt that I'm probably going to wear at the show Sick. and I'm pretty excited about. That's what I'm talking about. That's not cold weather gear. It's just, that was just, just trans girl shit. <laughs> I showed my roommate and he goes, we get it. <laughs> we get it. You're trans. We get it. Hell yeah. Um, Rory, besides the, besides the blistering cold, I don't think we've, I don't think we've had you on in like uh, a year. Maybe a minute, Yeah. How, what's new how you been doing i've just been working a lot um i mean yeah the last year or so i mean it's been pretty good overall but i think this has been just the busiest year that i've ever had work-wise so i've just you know been staying at home a lot hell yeah St- staying at home <laughs> uh not going out very much uh i just got around to seeing poor things two days ago it's supposed to be good it's really I good i still haven't seen it yeah uh, I would say it's one of my top three movies of 2023. Hell yeah. Okay. The other two would be Bo is Afraid and River, which is a Japanese movie which is not out yet in the United States. I saw at a film festival a few months ago that I don't want to tell you anything about it because sure. it's just it's a delightful film. Is it a spooker? No. Oh, no, oh. it's incredibly upbeat and, and happy and like very little really bad happens. Huh. That sounds very little really bad. I mean, okay, I guess I could give you like the the broadest thing that like you could glean from the trailer, which is that it's about people who are stuck in a two minute long time loop. Oh, I've been there. Like every two minutes exactly, it the the woman who it's following just like pops back to being next to a river that she was at when the time loop started. Hmm. It's like Groundhog Day, except for for a contemplative moment. Yeah, yeah. But Groundhog also, two ev- minute period. Everybody in the loop is aware that it's happening. There's this one guy who like can't get out of the bathroom. Like he he's taking a shower when the loop starts, and like there are three or four different loops that start with him like just running out of the bathroom, screaming at everybody, completely naked. <laughs> So, like, the worst thing that happens is, I mean, somebody does kill themselves during the film, but also they're back two minutes later. Yeah. Do they do it repeatedly? No. I'd do it a bunch of times. He just says that he's in a time loop. He wanted to see what it would be like. Yeah. (laughs) No consequences, baby. Let's go. He's on the other side of the dark mirror. Yeah. It'd be pretty rocking to, like, test run death. 
I mean, I guess it could potentially be pretty rocking. If you test run death and you're like, oh, it's just beautiful light and all of my loved ones, then the rest of your life's pretty rocking. If you test yeah, run you're death, like, oh, though, that's what I got at the end. If it's hell, though. Yeah, that's yeah. going to make your life way worse. Oh, it's a misery. That's what's coming. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, to, that, to that end, also, just as a, a quick aside, um, the people who made that also two years ago or three years ago made a movie called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, which you can watch right now on amazon or whatever i know this has nothing to do with the show it's just like this movie made me so happy it was made for twenty thousand dollars and it's about a guy who finds out that his tv is connected to the cafe below his apartment but a few minutes in the future and he's talking to himself from the future yeah and it was shot in one take and it's just about these things happening through these ripples throughout this like game of telephone between himself and everybody else in the building in the past and very slightly in the future. I'm super into this. I and like it's an the, hour the long and it's loop incredibly funny. And it won't make you feel bad at all. That See, is... I like media that makes me feel worse. No. And then watch the other two movies I said I like. <laughs> I was afraid will not make you feel good about anything. Good. That's what I like. This is why I haven't finished like Evangelion, which Audrey, I, we've talked about this multiple times in the run of the show, and I got like halfway, and I loved it, but I could feel the creeping dread, and I yeah. haven't had a moment where I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to binge the rest of this. Let me go into an existential wormhole. I have not found a moment where that's what I want in the past two years. Every couple of years, I rewatch Neon Genesis Evangelion and become insufferable for like two weeks. <laughs> I do started watching it once when i was 12 because uh i found anyway, a, robots i found i found uh an ebay listing that was fan subs of all of dragon ball because i wanted to get ahead of what they were showing on toonami and i convinced my parents to buy it for me and whoever it was who like put together that lot which was like 20 bucks also put in evangelion and berserk Ooh. Fuck yeah! And I watched like one episode of each of them and just like felt terrified of both of them and yeah. never <laughs> returns to Evangelion. <laughs> but uh, the other big thing for me is last year I read all of Berserk. Hell yeah. Like from start to finish. It's good. Yeah, it's good is my understanding. I've seen it's... I've watched the first episode of the anime and I've also played the Dark Souls series of video games. So I feel like I've read Berserk. There's so much more shit in in berserk that's in dark souls and I, I even expected like so much fucking the bone wheel things yeah those oh, are from fucking berserk. Love, the worst fucking thing <laughs> my least favorite thing in the entirety of dark souls <laughs> is fucking in berserk it's his fault and then the bone wheels are in armored core six little <laughs> brief spoiler they're in there how yeah. how did you do that miyazaki you piece of shit <laughs> Giant shouts mech out. game? Bone wheels. Okay, fine. Great. Well, well, shouts out to the bone wheels. Friend of the show. Bone <laughs> wheels. But let's focus on bone jail, Rory. I have a follow-up question for you. A new question that we developed for returning guests for 2024. We just hit Tom with this last year. Uh, check this out. What, what have you noticed most recently in your relationship or dating life? And I believe... 
Well, I, I know you were in a relationship, so I guess I didn't have to say the, the yeah, daily we're, life. We're part. coming up on nine years in April. Oh, fuck yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like that, I feel like that makes it harder to figure out an answer than there there would have been earlier on just because it, it's been so long you kind of notice most things after nine years i would imagine yeah this uh, is important testing data for my question because both you and tom i think were like oh shit uh because he, he's been in like a he's married in a long relationship right. This may be a sign that I need to, I need to develop this question. Yeah. Maybe broaden. I, mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's a good question. I mean, uh, we've been talking about. I feel like we've been talking about the, the our ideas about what the future is going to be more than sure. we used to. I mean, part of that's also like you know, uh, we live in a relatively small house that we've been renting since 2019 that i started out by myself renting this place it's, it's a garage apartment it's a lot of space for one person but like over time it's not a lot of space for two people that yeah feel this the walls are closing in yeah so you know you think about that you think about other stuff in that vein like what we're gonna do if we have more space like what are we going to do for the next decade that's that's like a level of uh, advanced relationship stuff, I feel like. Because planning your own future is a difficult thing in its own right. And getting to that point where you're connected enough to someone to know that your lives are pretty much intertwined yeah. for all of future. It's interesting to like try to navigate. I don't know. Are you all on the same page of where you want to be in the future? Has it been I mostly like good so. conversations? I think so generally, other than like... I mean, I I am a lot more afraid of remaining in this part of the country. Yeah, it's, Fair. it's not great. It's not, but I mean, I don't know. It, it it could be. It could change. I feel like it's probably not going to, but it could. But prayers it's, up that it does. Yeah, it's an election year. Things could change. When the yeah, um, caucus comes for, to town, and I am the governor of Texas, things will be much better. I was, what were you gonna say? I, uh, I just it was yesterday that I realized that the Iowa caucus, yeah, is happening. Isn't that today? <laughs> it was yesterday. Uh, just the fucking hey, the misery so wave that rolled over me when I was like, oh no, it's actually no, it's happening now. More now it's happening. Like Iowa cock ass. More like yes. Iowa cock ass. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, he's done it, it again. I did it. It's over. Put that in uh, a comic. Uh, Vivek, Vivek stepped down. Yeah, it that's, like that's the only result that was like maybe slightly unsurprising. And really, or maybe funny. surprising. Vivek stepped down. Surprising if you are a certain South African dipshit. Uh, <laughs> and, and now in this country, I think he made some tweet about. Uh, the the polls won't like reflect the success that he's going to have. And <laughs> oh boy, that did not happen. No, oh, no. Ron DeSantis got twenty one percent. Yeah, he came in third. Good job. Rumble. I'm seeing Ron. I'm Nobody seeing DeSantis twenty one, Haley nineteen is what oh. I'm seeing. Did you see that Chris updated Christie twenty got, hours ago on Axios? Did hmm? you see that Chris Christie got seventeen votes? 
17 total votes. 17 total votes. <laughs> is he sticking in it? I think, I think he's out at that point. Yeah, I, didn't I know think he was he's fucking wrapped up. <laughs> I thought he had dropped out before. I thought he fucking died. I thought the pandemic killed him. <laughs> the last thing I remember is You're thinking like of him. Rob Ford. Well, he got in trouble for like being on the beach early in the pandemic. And there's a picture from like a helicopter and he looks like the most shit anyone has ever looked. And I kind of thought he died from that experience, but oh, uh, unfortunately, okay. I was wrong. Oh no, he dropped out before the 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 caucus happened. So that's actually a pretty big win that he's still got seventeen votes. Big showing for Chris Christie, <laughs> who is well, no longer in the race. He overperformed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> a tip of the cap to Chris Christie, the Quick double question. Chris diehards. Quick question: Who the fuck is Asa Hutchinson? I don't know. I forget who he is. Because this man got 191 votes at the Iowa caucus. I, I, I will have forgotten about him again in 10 minutes. I only <laughs> think of him when I'm looking at polling information. Oh, he dropped out too. So he, oh, I, I will not oh. remember him ever again. Poor guy. He looks kind of like if you mashed up Trump and Biden. Down the hatch with Lincoln Chafee. <laughs> except lincoln chafee had a great name he does look like trump biden mashup doesn't he's, he he's got like weird biden face but like oh, lincoln chafee's my lock screen on my phone <laughs> <laughs> i found this great picture of lincoln chafee when he was a collegiate wrestler which uh i recommend anybody listening this to this to look up that's beautiful I, look at that guy look at that man <laughs> he's gonna grab you News at the top, Lincoln Chafee is going to grab you. That might need to be the episode art this week. That's, Lincoln Chafee's going to grab you. That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. Uh, he should have campaigned on that. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to grab you. That the Longmont and... Potion Castle strategy. <laughs> He's going to knock you down. He's going to shoot on you. Well... We're we're glad you're doing well, Rory. I hope your future plan, if you discuss further, uh, gets you out of Texas and to maybe beautiful Chicago, Illinois. What about Chicago? I'm trying to. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much on the program, but I want to, you know. But I think I would. I would like to go there. I would like to end up there you would in do the near well future. In Chicago. That's my platform. That's my advice for uh, everyone currently is move to Chicago, mostly so I can hang out with more people. Yeah. I think it's more likely that I'd move to San Antonio or oh, Houston, fair. which is That's still also in Texas. In Texas but, though, is the problem. Uh, but San Antonio is pretty chill. They got the Alamo. They got the Riverwalk. They're, they got Cholos, which I like a lot. We love Cholos. I, I love seeing low riders. Yeah, that makes rocks. me very happy as somebody rules. who grew up in El Paso. Uh, to see a low rider just makes me feel like I'm at home in my heart. <laughs> they got oh, big factories. Uh, there aren't any uh, self-driving cars or other uh, tech accoutrement happening. <sighs> it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had self-driving cars most of 2023, just driving around aimlessly, almost running over pedestrians. <laughs> Super awesome. What are those what in Dallas too? I feel like I saw one of those when I was in Dallas for work. Dallas, like, Houston, Austin. Uh, nobody agreed to it. Uh, they 
managed to close like an entire block of a street because there were 20 of them that all just converged there and stopped uh that's the coolest thing i've ever heard of in my life that's amazing apparently you can you can disable them by putting a traffic cone on the hood (laughs) or surrounding it with salt which it will interpret as a uh as street paint (laughs) that's like a fey curse yeah Yeah. like you can't (laughs) It's like if you hold up a a cross of cold iron, the fucking self-driving car will not advance any further. Silver bullets, hit it with some garlic. Yeah. It's less poltergeist. It's a vampire. But in their own way, the tech companies deploying technology like this without testing or the agreement of the public in pursuit of cold, cold profit, they're kind of the vampires of the modern day. And so my analogy works. Yeah. I, I, what I keep returning to a lot it, it, that I think about are, uh, a lot is a conversation I had with a friend of mine named Brendan a few years ago where we were talking about archetypes of cyberpunk media and Brendan's uh, conclusion, which is that ultimately we are in every cyberpunk dystopia from the 80s and 90s, except that it's a lot more ugly and incompetent than anybody thought it would be. Yep. Everyone thought the hypercorps would be like laser focused on getting shit done. Turns out they're more about dicking around with shit that doesn't work. And yeah, and you just kind of have to sit there and watch it happen endlessly. And there's like, less neon. Yeah, there's less neon. It's there's more like you see a truck with a LED billboard on the side of it for hair loss pills. <laughs> that just drives around in a circle. Uh, there's no rain. <laughs> you don't get to wear a trench coat. <laughs> E-cigs look way stupider than we thought they would. <laughs> Welcome to Spam Punk. And I don't even have like a cool... <laughs> spam Punk is so good. That's Brendan's phrase that I'm, I'm trying to proliferate. Thank you, Brendan. That's amazing. We will try to give spam punk the RFTB bump because that's a good term and I quite love it. So imagine the the giant billboard from Blade Runner, the one with like the Coke ad on it, except instead it's just half off Ray Bans. <laughs> All across the sky. <laughs> uh, we love better it. help. Oh god. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, you know what's not a dystopian cyberpunk? It's the Radio Free Topag podcast where listeners can send their questions in and we try to answer them. How do you all feel about trying to answer some questions? I don't know if they'll be good answers, but I can answer things. Let's hack into the mainframe. Answers guaranteed. But first, a word from our sponsor. It's me, Cyberpunk Donovan. Oh, it's a it's a dark night out here on these rainy future streets. It's hard to keep myself warm. My heart recently, it's been so cold, dear future listener. But get this, when I'm not wandering around on my hyperbike looking at neon signs and wiggling my metal fingers around i like to listen to the radio free toe peg podcast but it's a long future there tech 
techno listener. And there's not enough, even though the show has been around in the future for hundreds of years now, there's simply not enough episodes in the backlog when you're listening with Meccano ears. <laughs> Let me let you in on a little secret, a little piece of technology from the old world. It's called Patreon.com. From a time when flesh humans would mash their handworms onto the keyboard and take them to what they called websites. And on this particular website, there's a backlog of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bonus episodes of Radio Free Tote Bag. My voice cracked because my computer chip malfunctioned, my implant malfunctioned a little bit. And now there's not hundreds of hundreds in your timeline, listener, but there is over 160 episodes in that backlog. I've zeroed in on your chrono position and i know that there's like 164 <laughs> bonus episodes at the time that you're listening to this if you listened within the uh, the release window more or less for a mere five dollars a month that's less than a, a million cyber credits or whatever the currency is now patreon.com slash rftb Support the show and save the future. Yeah, if you get them to $1,000 in 2024, the cyberpunk future, it won't get worse. You have to save the future. <laughs> Patreon.com slash RFTB. Burn up, burn up, burn up, burn up. And then I get, I get hit by like a, like a future truck. Like a cyber truck. I get hit by a cyber truck. And then it's question time. box yeah, it is. Oh, i feel like i woke from some kind of techno dream there it's the question <laughs> box this is a segment of the show where you the listener can uh use your hand worms and you tap on the keyboard and you send us questions how do you do that it's so so simple it's so simple head on over to our social media at rftb pod on instagram and twitter wait did anybody you know there's like latinx did anybody ever make like a twitter x joke is there anything mm. there like twitter x i think there's something there because elon made it woke changed it to x to make it woke <laughs> i'm gonna chew on this for a little bit rftb pod on instagram and twitter or rft at rftb and the other stuff on blue sky or our website rftb.me uh you just find that link that says ask your question you click it you don't have to make an account you tippity tap your feelings into the box, and then we read it, and then we answer it. Audrey, what are we reading first this week? Hello, Audrey, Dono, and guest. Correct. I'm in Hello. my mid-20s, and I ended a long-term 2.5-year relationship about six months ago in quite sad circumstances. Donovan, you moved Fuck. the thing. I was trying to unhide. Go lose. for it. Go for it. You didn't, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I've been on a bit of a big change kick. Got a new job and place to live, changed my appearance with a beard and piercings, and I'm doing a lot of new hobbies and social stuff. I've also admitted that I'm likely not a cis guy and have come out as non-binary to close friends. While I've got a beard, I'm very skinny with a fairly high voice. Sometimes I wonder if I might be a trans woman, but I just don't feel certain about that. 
However, I'm struggling to have any kind of dating life, which is making me feel pretty bad. While I've been doing social things like going to local queer scene events, walking groups, EDM nights, and D&D games, I've really not hit it off with anyone enough to want to ask them on a date. I've had little interest from guys, and while I'm attracted to men, I feel a bit intimidated by anything sexual slash romantic with them, as it's the first time I've done that. And some dudes have been quite pushy, e.g. one guy I'd been tentatively talking to on field for a couple days, grabbed me and kissed me as soon as we saw each other at a local queer night. Uh. I've tried dating women on apps like Hinge, but have had so little interest that it's really impacted my self-esteem. Specifically, in over three months, I've had two likes neither of which resulted in a date. All of the advice on this that I've seen online is tailored towards cis men and kind of suggests that my profile should present more masculine, e.g. going to the gym, looking less, quote, safe, being more assertive. I just want to say right here, the personal note, that's that one's bullshit because those ones I don't like. I don't like the <laughs> dudes who try to look dangerous and go to the yeah. gym. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know this kind of thing is toxic bunk, thank you, uh, but I don't know where else to find advice on what I'm doing wrong. I'd like to have some kind of dating life, but I have no idea what I need to get there. Woo. Check this shit out. Uh, you, are com- you just ad- ended a long-term relationship six months ago, and you describe it as quite sad circumstances. It's it's really hard to like bounce back after, you know, a long relationship like that and try to get back out there. You haven't dated in a while. Uh it, you know, dating apps kind of are their own learning curve. You're also trying to do all of this as you're figuring out your gender identity. Just like at the top, make sure you're not being too hard on yourself cuz that's a tough situation to date in. You got like a lot of stuff going on and uh Apps have all of their issues that we discuss frequently on the show. So don't, whatever you can do here, try to focus more on figuring yourself out in the way that you've been exploring rather than trying to like figure out what you're doing wrong here. Um, I I think there's just a bit of a, a learning curve there. And as we always say, uh, as Audrey likes to describe it, d- dating apps, uh, pretty superficial. Yeah. Going just on pictures. That's not going to play to everybody's strong suits. And that doesn't mean you're unattractive, but just in terms of the type of person that's on there and the weird economy of dating apps, like that's not necessarily a reflection of your desirability as a person. So I understand the self-esteem hit there, but don't let that get you down too much. Plenty of people got you know not the best luck on those things and it's just because they're imperfect and in a lot of ways shitty yep that's me i have a really hard time uh getting likes on the applications and i uh i feel like i present a pretty authentic version of myself i like to think so at least and uh it's just not (laughs) widely marketable people are just not not you know when you're when you're on the thing trying to find someone to hook up with it's just not what you want i'm just not what you necessarily want to go what you fine 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 because you know people are looking for a different thing and it sounds like maybe they're looking for something other than what you're looking for do you know what i mean because like you have maybe an orientation towards like a longer term relationship maybe is what i'm hearing and uh a lot of times on the apps not exactly what people are looking for so um you have this social life you're meeting people 
Um, but nobody's really grabbed you. I mean, like encourage your friends to maybe hook you up with people. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know anybody who's like looking to date? Because I'm looking to date. Like, do you know anybody? I'm trying That's not to the, meet It's people. not the corniest question. I'm trying to meet people. It's not the corniest question. It sounds a little corny coming out of my mouth, but it's not the corniest question. Uh, I have almost no experience with using dating apps, uh, which they're awful. I, You're lucky. I, I bring up more to say that like, yeah, I've, that's what I've heard from every friend of mine who uses dating apps is it seems like something that is just going to make you miserable. <laughs> right. Is you, you have to now market yourself in this space online. Really? You, you have to like make yourself a commodity object. That you have to attract people's attention and, and put yourself out there in a way that it seems very uncomfortable. And also because of like how it works, like you're going to just make yourself really sad if you don't necessarily reel people. <laughs> Unfortunately, sure. I don't really know how else to meet people at this point. Because <laughs> I think like most people are, are, at least a lot of people are just, that's what they do now. So it, I, I, it varies. Like I, I, I'm, uh, I'm single. I'm out there. I'm out there mm-hmm. dating around and uh, like dating apps are part of that. Uh one thing we talked about this in a semi-recent episode, but we've we've heard the Cory Doctorow term and shitification. Mm-hmm. I think that's become pretty widespread yeah. on the internet. Extremely good term for the way that various tech services, and I think it extends to just business generally under the current state of capitalism, tend towards getting shittier and shittier, mm-hmm. cutting features, trying to claw as much profitability out of the thing as possible. And do less with more or do more with less in all ways, in all things. Exactly. And dating apps are affected by that big time. Like the fucking, uh, they're pushing the subscriptions harder. A lot of the features that you would have gotten out of a free Tinder account five years ago, straight up, you you can't get anymore. Or it's like 40 bucks a month or some crazy shit. Uh, And as part of that, like you're just seen by less people. So that's one thing that you've got against you. You're also, uh, you know, a queer person out dating. And just by kind of numbers, particularly, I think, on a more or a less like queer focused dating app like Hinge or something like that, it's it's going to be a lot more kind of cis straight people into, yep. for lack of a better word, normie shit. And yeah. maybe they're not going to jive with what you're into and you probably wouldn't jive with what they're into. So that's a whole, I think, potential factor here as well. Like what I'm getting at here is just that's not a reflection of you doing something wrong. It's more a reflection of you either not paying for the thing or not being the target audience. Maybe these are, these yeah. are just possibilities there. I, I'm a, I'm a physically attractive person. I don't pay for Tinder. I get like nothing on there. It's mm. like a, it's like a dead zone and I, I'll do good on other apps. So who, who fucking knows that stuff is a crapshoot. It can be good. It's oftentimes not. What was, um, other, what was the other app they mentioned? Field? Was that it? Yeah. Field they mentioned, which I've had a better experience with. Yeah. I like field. Okay. I've as never, as I've go. never heard of it before. It's the poly and kink one. Okay. A bit more queer focus. Yeah. Yeah. 
people get kind of more upfront about like, I'm searching for this kind of kink thing, or yeah. you've got an option to like link your profile to a partner's profile. If you're Which doing exists on OkCupid kind of as well, but okay. Shouts out to the Cupemeister. Yeah. <laughs> it's a feature uh, that's becoming more widespread. Like, uh, for example, this this gentleman who I will not name is looking for three ways, singles, casual, foreplay, group, and poly. Is that Lincoln Chafee? It's, it's Lincoln Chafee on field. That's crazy. Uh, am I remembering correctly? Did they say that they were like kind of maybe interested in, with in doing stuff with dudes but didn't really have a lot of experience with that it's, yeah, yeah it sounded like they were primarily interested in dating guys at this point but have not a lot of experience and so were and um, were kind of feeling a little bit intimidated or uncomfortable yeah. with some of the attention that was get they were getting from that yeah well yeah. i'm attracted to men i feel a bit intimidated by anything sexual slash romantic with them as it's the first time i've ever done that and some dudes have been quite pushy yeah, I feel like that like might dudes. be a slight potential detriment to using dating apps if, like, you're just trying to get into it for the first time. Because, like, if it's something that you're just, like, exploring for the first time, you don't really have a lot of experience with. A lot of the people who are on dating apps like that, like, know very specifically what it is that they want. Where, you know, you're trying to you know, get into the shallow end of the pool for the first time. That's a good yeah. point. Unfortunately, I also don't know, like, maybe a more chill way to approach that either, other than, I don't know, like, go to meetups. Of, yeah. Go to, like, at public groups of some sort. I like mean, a book club, even not even like go to a gay bar, like find a gay yeah. book club. Yeah, just just somewhere to meet people. I mean, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the right things. Local queer scene events, walking groups, EDM nights and D&D games. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That all sounds great. It yeah. just it also sounds like you're just not hitting it off with anybody, which is entirely possible that there's just nobody you've run into yet that you're into. And that's like, normal as fuck. Too. That's normal as hell. Like you're, you're gonna get a much bigger proportion of like things that don't work out than things that that do. Yeah. It's a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. The only like general advice I can give beyond give it more time uh, is, for example, if you're on field, maybe ar try to articulate more exactly what it is that you're looking for, like the stuff that you described in the question a bit of like. I'm exploring my gender identity. I'm trying to figure this stuff out. I'm like dating guys for the first time, but I'm kind of like newer to that. Like if you put that kind of detail yeah. in there, sure, it's going to it's gonna filter a lot of people out who are like the dude who tried to kiss you immediately. But that's but you kind might of what you're looking the, for. Yeah, you want the person who's like, oh shit, I'm on a similar page or I, you know, I understand or have had partners who have been in a similar situation that are going to be okay with that. Or someone who is at least just willing to put on training wheels. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fewer and, and far between, but it's not... These things aren't about, like, quantity of matches. It's if you get any kind of cool connection out of it, yeah. you're a fucking success, basically. So that's one avenue. Keep doing the social stuff that you're doing. Um, and in those kinds of circles, too, uh, let's see... What, what was this about? All the advice I've seen online. Uh, this was stuff about your profile specifically with like being more assertive and all of that stuff. Less safe. Yeah. Don't that's, do. That's bunk. Yeah. And they, and they read it as yeah. that. 
But there is something not assertive, but being confident and direct about where you are and what you want. That's an attractive quality to people. So the more that you can, again, just own where you're at and what you're working through in terms of your gender identity and what you're trying to explore, the more you direct you are with people, the, the more likely you are to find people who understand that and you know are, are, are willing to explore that stuff with you. Yeah. I think that's a good distinction to have is that you, you can be, you can try to present yourself as, or like find a way to be more confident and like sure self-assured of what you want without being an asshole. Exactly. You, you can be like somebody who's like very open about what it is that they, they like, what they want, what, uh, or like try to feel good about yourself without being like a, a monster about it. Exactly. <laughs> And I think that that would probably help a lot. I have no idea how to become more confident. And I mean, I'm a person who owns a leather jacket and has a tattoo of a devil and chains on my hand. So there you go. Maybe I'm not the right person to talk to about. <laughs> get a leather jacket. You should yeah. get a leather jacket. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I, I mean this completely sincerely. I think getting a cool jacket could help. It really does. It, maybe not yeah. even. Not even necessarily a jacket, just like something that makes you feel cool to put it on. Yeah. I've talked often about power sweaters on this show. You get a sweater that makes you feel like you can take on the fucking world. Yeah. I fucking love a power sweater. Yeah. There's turtlenecks for me recently. I, I fucking love them. Sweaters so, or dogs or a gold chain. Yeah. Get a chain going. Yeah, get a chain going. That will get, make you feel so cool. Also, after out. the show, Donovan, we have to coordinate outfits. We have to take a minute after we're done recording <laughs> we'll to coordinate outfits. We'll talk about outfits live, live yes. show outfits. We have Saturday, to. 120 at the Hideout <laughs> Chicago. Take a link in the description. Be there, be square. But so basically, give it time. Keep putting time and thought into, you know, figuring out your identity and exploring stuff. And yeah, unironically with Rory's last point there, like... Putting time into your own style or like interests or anything like that, I think is is very energizing. So oh, absolutely. Do some stuff just for yourself like that also. And in that process of figuring out how you want to present and doing cool things for yourself uh, and treating yourself well, I think that'll that'll do some confidence boost and just get your energy up a bit instead of focusing on, oh, God, I only got, you know, three matches in so many months or whatever. Fuck that. Get a cool jacket. Yeah. Just remember, my hot ass only got X number of likes in the same period of time. So, and I'm cool and attractive and have a relationship advice podcast. So, oh, that's yeah. right. You know, so hang in there. You'll and, be good. Uh, give us a follow up if you got any luck or some good stories. I, I, I feel like you will in the in the near future. We believe in you. We do. Here comes another question. Hi, Diplo, Avicii, and Getter. <laughs> That's us. If you're wondering who the Avicii is and you're looking around and it's neither of your friends, you're the Avicii. You're the Avicii. You're the Avicii. I want to be Diplo. Because the name is like a dinosaur thing. Well, you are <laughs> Diplo. Because I'm Avicii, Audrey. You're Diplo, Donovan. Oh, and, and the guest G is Getter. It's G. Oh, oh, fuck. I didn't oh. figure out the bit they were doing. Come on. Rory, I regret to inform you that you are Getter. I don't know what that is unless it's the right wing social media app. I'll pull whatever. up a Getter track. It is different. I think it's like some 
like bro step it's trap shit it's bro step trap oh i do not like this guy's thing he's on (laughs) ausla so you know you know what's up it's a type i don't like like his deal he did a track with oliver tree rock and roll getter i am a 22 year old dude who is trying to navigate a tricky friend situation they're all big clubbers where i am not I don't mind being out and about in the city, but I prefer listening to music and chatting. I feel like my friends, all ages 22 to 35, only want to go dancing. And when I bring up doing something lower key, I'm outvoted. How can I compromise when I already gave up most of the ground here? Get new friends, uh, go to the patio <laughs> when you're at the show and hang out outside and smoke some cigarettes with yeah. some strangers and strike up a conversation about Dungeons and Dragons. Then you roll some dice and be a goblin <laughs> in somebody's basement. Yeah, that's it. I, I, my advice is going to be just start smoking cigarettes if you don't, so you have an yeah. excuse to go outside <laughs> and meet new people while you're outside smoking. Exactly. That's it what always worked for me. If- so fucking hard how well that works and that was a huge thing for me too who gets overwhelmed in enclosed crowd spaces and needs to get a break yeah if your friends just only want to do this thing you don't want to do then you can't hang out with them if you don't want to do it yeah there's really no way around it you can still be friends with those people but maybe like don't go do the things that they want to do you're gonna need to get new friends if if that's what they want to do pretty much it super blows or like maybe you can peel off some of those people, like find the people who you have a more intimate friendship with out of those people and like peel them off for like individual or small group events as opposed to the whole fucking squad going out every time, you know? Yeah. Invite a couple of them over to play Mario Party. Yes. Yeah. I think if you just like have an activity that you want to like lead with is the thing that you, you can do with them, that could help. Yeah, if you just definitely. Like, if you reach out to a couple of them and say, hey, let's go bowling. Yeah. Bowling actually is very fun and I've been wanting to go yeah, bowling. Bowling again. kicks ass. It's hard to turn it down. I I like that. Terrible at it. Because there is <laughs> like there's um there's a thing that can happen when you have like a a friend group TM where like at a certain number of people it's like, all right, we've got we've got like the events that we do, and that's the whole thing with this friend group. And it kind of always, that's the thing that matters is like the big fucking events or whatever. But it doesn't have to be like that. And if you like these people generally, and it's just this activity that you're not really feeling, I'm with you on the just reach out to them and organize smaller shit. Like they can't be going clubbing in all of their free time. There has to be other stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And I think coming in with an activity in mind or go to like a concert that's lower key. Like if you know they're into music, go to like... A, a lower key electronic show that is a more chill time instead of getter, you know. Yeah. Just go ahead and buy a ticket to some some nice soft folk music show. Sure. Tell your friends you're going to that, whether they want to or not. They can decide if they want to come with you or not. Yeah. Go see um, uh, King Quartz and Frank Jav C at uh, Cafe Bourbon Street in columbus ohio on the 26th which i'm actually going to go do so go do that with me also i'm jealous uh, i want to see frank jfc that's awesome frank jfc and king quartz is going to be a fucking killer show buy a tabletop role-playing game source book and learn all of the rules yes. and then spend like a few months writing out a campaign and then tell a couple of your friends that you've been working on this 
this project with this campaign that you wrote for a while and you're really into it and you really want them to test it out with you try to guilt them so they feel like they have to come <laughs> over and do this and then they'll do it and then they'll realize that playing i don't know morkborg or whatever is really fun and they like playing morkborg and they want to keep playing morkborg with you They'll figure out that the fate system is actually better because fudge dice are more consistent than a D20. Oh, hey. It's more accurate to your character's capabilities. You homies like rolling? You ever try rolling dice? <laughs> Buy a copy of GURPS. Figure out what GURPS is. Be the only person who knows how to use the GURPS generic universal role-playing system. You will be the only person that plays GURPS, which makes you so powerful. What is... What Make is what is give me the summarized generic universal role-playing system oh, it was, okay. uh, i think steve <laughs> jackson games came Sounds up right. with that yeah in the 80s or 90s and the idea was just that it would be like a modular rule set that you could use with any setting i dig that but also nobody knows about it so you could just make up your own <laughs> new role-playing system and lie to people and tell them that it's GURPS because nobody uses GURPS. <laughs> the linux of tabletop role-playing games <laughs> More people play human-occupied landfill than they do GURPS. I just, it just, Rory, it do you know? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull. Oh, I'm trying to pull some RPG clout right now. I don't um, know that. That sounds cool though. It's dope as fuck. I can't remember who wrote it. It's some uh, disgruntled writer of RPG games who got tired with how commercial the fucking thing is, and then over the course of a couple nights wrote this fucking thing, like drinking coffee at a diner. This looks dope. Yeah, human-occupied <laughs> landfill. If you, you should play Final Fantasy. Play it's an RPG. Yep. Uh, nice. That's all I got. I've, I played nice Super Mario RPG. That there was an RPG. Did you like it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Find one of the 10 still existing copies of Mike Pondsmith's Dragon Ball Z tabletop role-playing game. Oh, fuck yeah. From the creator of Cyberpunk 2070, or Cyberpunk Red, Cyberpunk 2020, uh, a Dragon Ball Z themed tabletop game that everybody said sucked and was very unbalanced. <laughs> Roll dice to charge your ball for several episodes. I like a role playing session, and like three out of four of the games, everybody's just sitting there charging. And you kind of just hang out. Maybe, I hope there's a mechanism for staying inside of a tube for a really long time while everybody waits for you to get better. It's a constitution save. Of course. Uh, we, we've, we've given you some ideas here. But I, I unfortunately, sometimes it is just the case you grow apart from people or you got interests that don't overlap. So our general dating meeting friends advice what activities do you like doing find people in your area doing those things and try to get involved and you can meet some more people that way hell yeah bada bing bada boom bada boom maybe you got like one of them tabletop game cafes near you if you're yeah. into that pick up a copy of human occupied landfill pick up a copy of gurps what a fun word gurps gurps Let's gurp. Gurp, let's gurp another question. I'm going to gurp up another question. Oh, This one sounds like it's for Rory specifically. Let's oh, go. That's exciting. Before you start to draw, do separate art for other people to see and art just for yourself. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> Before you start to draw, 
I guess, do you make yes. separate art for other people to see or, or, and, or just art for yourself or just show us the stuff that works after the fact or whatever? I guess they're just asking about your process. Like, do you sit down to do something that you're like, I'm going to make a comic that I'm going to release? Or do you sit down and go, I'm going to make a comic that I find enjoyable. And then later you go, maybe uh, someone else will like this. It, I, I thought maybe that was directed to y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I don't do visual art, unfortunately. <laughs> you can draw. You can draw stick figures. You can draw That's something. True. That's true. When I you're drawing stick figures, do you think about the the audience for the stick figures outside of yourself? <laughs> uh, no, I, I just do everything for myself. I, I don't think about anything in terms of what's going to, to do yeah. well with an audience. I feel like that is pretty well borne out in my work with how so. much <laughs> some, some of them may, maybe are things that people like and some of them are things that I know while I'm doing it nobody else is going to understand what I'm doing Rory's always <laughs> pandering to the right. huge community that wants uh, Fred Flintstone suicide comics these days <laughs> I if I had it's like it's always a guy there's like some kind of guy and he has some, something's wrong with him usually there's something <laughs> real wrong with the guy That's and it. he's just cry he's just trying to chill he's just trying to mostly just get along in the world but something's awful wrong with him yep i love that i love that about your work i think it's great yep and no i don't think about what, anybody, what response is going to have because doing that makes me miserable, and I think that that is actually pertinent to the questions we've been answering. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, it's like like when we sit down to do this show, I'm like, of course, the audience is there. Like, we're, we're broadcasting directly into your ear, and I'm thinking about who will be listening to it. But also, I'll, I'll talk about fucking human-occupied landfill on a relationship advice podcast. I don't give yeah, a shit. I want to know more about human-occupied landfill now. You, fu you fucking, you, you listening to this? You listen to this? You're secondary to this experience for me. <laughs> about me first. Yeah, listeners, you're primary to me. Don't listen to them. <laughs> you're number one in my book. And that's why I chew gum into the microphone and burp. Exactly, yeah. No, well, there's. I, I think anytime you're trying to to make any kind of art, if you are fixated on I need to capture what the audience wants, you're going to drive yourself insane. Right. I. I or am, just make the most smooth paste of art ever yeah, created. Yeah. yeah right. You can make yourself miserable by just worrying about what people want, or you can make yourself miserable by making something that is meaningless and ugly. <laughs> and uh, just flat, and that nobody nobody enjoys reading, yeah. or maybe people do enjoy reading it. Maybe people do want to see a flat blob, but I wouldn't feel good doing it. Exactly. Uh, people want to see the Eternals, and no, people don't want to see the Eternals. <laughs> well, people are clamoring Eternals. for Kango. People want more Kango material. <laughs> I think that that works to the question of you know finding new people to date or finding uh, new friends to hang out with is you know if you just focus on making other people happy it might not make you happy 
Hell yeah. If you just like don't, if you don't stay inside of your head, worrying about if it's going to be cool for other people or not, you'll feel more confident. I, that is like a really good universal point. I had I had not made this connection here, but if you just I, I was thinking about this the other day with because I, I deal with anxiety and my art. Well, one of my art things recently is playing music. I have been playing synth consistently for like four months now. I'm getting to a place where like I'm actually liking the shit that I make and I'm I'm I know what I'm doing at least at a basic level. And I had not played music for like six years because I was so in my head about like oh, this is going to suck. People aren't going to like this. This is going to sound stupid. And I would just give up or I would get frustrated making something because it wouldn't come out perfect. And I think a lot of that is you got limited, you got limited brain energy. You can only devote so much brain energy at a given time to something. And if you're making art and you want to put your heart into it 100%, if you're using 50% of your brain to be like, are people going to like this? Does this sound right? Yeah. Is am I going to be famous for like all of that kind of weird self-worrying kind of stuff? You're you're draining your brain's ability to like do its its full thing there. So, I think it's just general across the board advice with art and with dating and with everything. The less time you can spend in your head worrying about stuff, the fucking better. It's it's wasted energy. It just makes you miserable. And I have OCD, so I've, I really have to practice that shit because that has yeah. fucked me up for years. Jesus Christ. So make the fucking art you want to make and go hang out with the people you want to hang out with and be the kind of person you want to be, not what you think is marketable or whatever. We got a moral to this episode. I like and, when that and, happens. And buy a chain. And buy, buy a, a chain. Buy a cool chain. Get... get a gold chain there uh it's maybe more expensive to get a pure gold chain but otherwise maybe you're like me and you have a metal allergy and you get a partially go- a gold plated chain and you put into putting it under your shirt and then you have like a ring of hives going all the way around your neck for a fucking week and then you got a cool hive chain you got a high chain of hives exclusive not everybody can rock these <laughs> Uh, I wonder, Donovan, if you can we go a little extendo mode and do another question? Because there's one that it's been hanging out in the box. That I think we should address. It is the one uh, directly above the one we just did. If you wouldn't mind terribly reading that one. All right. Here comes another one. Hi, Rodeo F- Flea, Hope Rag and Grouse. OK. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Right up there with Call Me Ishmael, one of the best (laughs) beginnings any piece of prose we've ever heard. We got a real cellar door here. Am I trans or just desperately want a GF? I'm a man approaching my mid-30s who is kind of out of shape. And in parentheses, it seems like whenever weight gets brought up on the pod, it's my rough weight of 190. Can we get some really skinny people problems? And has not had much luck in the dating department. I'm not a guy's guy, but I am friends with a great number of men and women, and so have those personality types. When I see a really pretty woman, I get this weird feeling in my stomach. Like I don't want to, like I don't want to get rid of my dick or lose what beard I do have. But at the same time, it would be nice to have thin legs or a smackable butt. Amen. Like, I, like I wish I could be all of these beautiful ladies in my life, but also stay me, but better. You know. I feel somewhat similarly about handsome men, 
but that feeling is different and feels like more normal envy. I don't know. Thanks for any help you can provide. You're non-binary, motherfucker. Yeah, I think you and Andy <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, the, there, there's a third thing, and you yeah. can be a third thing. You're describing what a lot of my experiences has been, which Speak is very it. confusing. Well, that sense of like uh, seeing like attractive women, and that, you know, I'm mostly attracted to femmes throughout my life, and and more androgynous people, but leaning on. If, if you're going to categorize things as more masculine, more femme, I'm leaning towards tending to be more attracted to femme people. Um, I had, I, I mean, I still do sometimes. I, I had that sense of like, damn, I'm attracted to this person, but I also, I want to be able to do that, but I also like who I am. You know, it wasn't like, uh, I, I think I've described this with growing up, like I grew up with three sisters and I always had the sense of like, I want to be able to do the makeup stuff or like watch the quote unquote girly shows or whatever. But I didn't feel like, and I don't want to do any of the quote unquote guy stuff. It was just like, uh, why can't I be that thing also? And it's a really confusing feeling, like especially when you're raised in a culture that that's not like a, there's not a well-known concept of that, especially not when I was growing up. Um, you know, and even more recently, like, you don't really get any lessons growing up on like, hey, you might feel some things and here's what that might mean and ways to right. think about it or explore or whatever. You kind of left figuring this out for yourself. And so you're just stuck with this weird feeling that you're describing. Um, and I, you know, I'm half joking being like, you're not binary, but we, what you're describing is pretty similar to stuff that I've experienced. Uh, and you And you can do that, but there's also, there's no guideline. Like you don't go, all right, I'm going to go get this haircut and start wearing this, and now I'm non-binary. Right. Like, that's such a wide spectrum of shit, and it's kind of just about, you know, rejecting the idea of I'm this, so I have to be this thing, and being like, what are, what are the things that I like and want to be, and how can I combine those elements and make it happen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think what's next for you is to really drill down and find gender dysphoria in... Great job. Great job. Just drop that wherever. My alarm went off because of my laundry, and I tried to get my phone out of my pocket, and I threw Just it Just throw that wherever. <laughs> you need to... I think what's next for you is to explore your past, your history, your memories, your childhood experiences, uh, times where you felt like a weird feeling in your tummy. Do you know what I mean? Like where you're yes. just kind of like, wow, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel this, but I certainly do feel it. And I don't know what that means for me right now. Think back to times where that came up. Like for example, trying on your mom's heels, you know, like look, look back at things like that. Like the time you asked your mom for uh, a cabbage patch doll and uh, she was like, oh, why do you want a cabbage patch? I'm like, because I want to I want to, you know, be a mom. <laughs> she goes, this doesn't mean anything. And she hands you the cabbage patch doll. You know, like. Just look back, find the places where gender dysphoria may have cropped up. And now that you have language to describe those feelings, Give that, give those feelings a name and see where the gender dysphoria is and see how far you want to push it and where you want to go with it. Like poke around, try some stuff out, do some research, read people's experiences. 
I think that's what's next for you is, is a lot of thought and a lot of um, like preparation for what might be next. And I'm really excited for you. It's really cool. I've had a really good time doing this whole fucking gender exploration thing. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about the people around me. And uh, I feel more connected to the people in my life and more connected to myself than I ever have. And uh, that can be yours as well. Uh, I think I think what I'm really getting at is like less of the like seeing others and like wanting what they have or what they are. Think more about yourself and what you want yourself to be rather than like, you know what I mean? Like poke 100%. around inside yourself more than like finding these external things to try to latch on to. Right. Cause I think that it, makes any sense. A decent component of this too is like when you grow up that way of never feeling completely right. in like the identity that you're assigned, there is a sense of envy. Like you kind of describe that with talking about handsome men where you see a guy who's like confident in himself and stuff and you're like fuck i wish i could own who i was and be confident in it uh i think a lot of that is just you can't because that's not who you actually are and finding what that thing is allows you then to like own and be confident in who you are and like i'm experiencing that more than i thought was possible in the past couple of years and it's very cool and energizing and uh just get get after that what what are the things that you're drawn to and try them out and when things are right they'll feel right that's kind of what i'm finding yeah find the gender euphoria and think about where the dysphoria was before and that can help you figure out where to go to find the euphoria i know where to go to find the euphoria it's friendnetflix.com is that where that show was i think it was on max Fuck. <laughs> Let's take that again. I know where to find the euphoria. <laughs> Max.com. Yeah, I wanted to get to that one because it felt a little little pressing-ish. I wanted this person to, to hear what we had to say on that. Hell yeah. Think of it like jazz. You're doing jazz with your body. Yeah. <laughs> Messing around. You're seeing what happens. Yeah. Get a tenor sax. Have, I don't have any direct experience with that, but I just... Thinking about playing jazz. Yeah, it also <laughs> playing jazz with your identity, figuring out which parts you don't want to play. That's fuck that's fucking real, actually. That's pretty yeah. real. <laughs> you kind of just gotta experiment with stuff and figure out what feels good and what doesn't. And yeah. you gotta cast aside any notions of I have to be this thing or I'm gonna be stupid if I do this thing and just try the fucking stuff. Yep. Just give it a shot. See what maybe, maybe actually try taking up saxophone too. Like you said, yeah, saxophones are cool. They are very cool. And that's another piece of advice for the person who was trying to get more dating play. You got a saxophone immediately covered in honeys, let me tell you. Yeah. Or at least you can join a ska band. Mm. There you go. Mm. Other good Which advice. I don't think will get you any any dating uh, success. <laughs> hey, any it's the prospects? fourth. It's the fourth wave. It's kind of, it's, it's it's back a little bit. There's it's uh, all the comeback. There's Scottoon Network. I'm blanking on that guy's. I think they're not binary actually. Sure. I'm blanking on their name, but they're pretty cool. Sure, J. Sure, J- yeah. J E R. 
They, uh, they, we are the union. Yeah, yeah. They were touring with Eve six. That was, uh, yeah. they were fucking excellent actually. Hey, fuck. I like sky, I guess. Yeah. No, Scott's fine. I brass I, against, are they Scott? That's, that's more like funk. I think. Wait, is that the band where the lady peed on? Yeah. That we were yeah. just talking about it? Oh, hell yeah. Sophia Eurista. Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty Eat fitting name. Uh, the Aquabats are on the Coachella lineup, actually. Oh, Scott so is shit. fucking back. Sick, that That's rocks. Cool. I love the uh, Aquabats. I think Scott kind of hit a decline towards the end of the 90s because you, you notice that like bands like Real Big Fish got really into doing like just constant self-deprecation to the point where it like, sounded like they were miserable and that made the music <laughs> seem uncool. Yeah. I think that's what happened to ska music. It's like half of Real Big Fish's songs are, yeah, you fucking hate us. Dink, dink, dink. <laughs> dink, 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 dink. It's not a good tone to be self-deprecating. No, with it's, it's music for dancing. It's it's fun and dance music that kids like. If you can't do that, then fucking stop making ska music. <laughs> uh, wait, I had another. I had another. I had another thought on this one. Um, the common I'm finding I touched on this a little bit I am finding a big intersection between figuring out my gender identity and who I am and also just confidence and letting myself do stuff and letting my like express myself basically I've talked about this with the music and acting stuff and I mean with this show this is a lot of what like allowed me to build that confidence up and made me realize like I could make a thing that I'm, that I'm proud of. Um, just what you were describing of that, like feeling of envy towards other people outside of just the kind of uh, the things we associate with gender identity, like how you dress or the way you affect your voice, uh, any of these kinds of things. It comes down to expression. It comes down to being able to convey who you are in a way that you feel empowered by. And I think art can do a lot of that also. And I also think that you can be used as an avenue to like explore and figure some of that stuff out. So if you're not already like separate from this stuff, this feelings that you're describing, like that pit of your stomach feeling and this envy and these things, do you have a medium that you could play with trying to convey how that would sound or like look as visual art? Um, like I, I'm, I'm finding a lot of healing and self-confidence building and just getting shit out of me by finding artistic avenues that work for me. So I really encourage you to, to look at that also. And I, I think it'll kind of play into the gender exploration stuff you're describing. Uh, but just let yourself do stuff. Let fucking let yeah. yourself feel the things that you feel and don't feel like you have to, don't hide it. Like don't make yourself hide it basically. Yeah. I spent 30 years doing that. It fucking sucks. Yeah, big same. Uh, try out some clothes. Buy some clothes. Because what's worse that can happen? You try them on in, your, you know, in the privacy of your own home. The worst thing that happens is you get a hives necklace, actually. You get a hives necklace. <laughs> but you put it on, and like, I remember first time, first time I bought, uh, let's get a little weird. I bought feminine undergarments for the first time, and I put them on, and I went, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's wear this forever. Hell yeah. <laughs> I had that with my grandma shirt that I found at a Goodwill yeah. and painting my nails for the first time. And a cardigan and getting my eyebrows done and like all of this stuff. I have like 
found that yeah. this like sense of real deep hard satisfaction that is like is fucking killer and if it you rocks. find that with this stuff then you're then on the right track you're on the right track then you're doing the right thing if you try something and it's not working for you you don't have to keep doing it and you can just bail on it and no harm no foul 100 percent. yeah oh yeah you mentioned painting your nails a second ago that that made me think that that seems like a good place to start that's yeah. extremely yeah. low stakes and like yeah i you, you you have your nails painted you enjoy that i tried painting my nails and all i could fucking think about was how much i hated having shit on my fingernails it drove me nuts so i know that that's not something that i want to do but also i understand if that's something that you do want to do great yeah but i learned that by trying to paint my nails yeah exactly just give it give it a swing give it a whirl see how it feels it's Try press ons maybe it's mm. Down fuck with them. That's that's a lot for me. Even if you're not into something, it is just generally fun to change up something that has been like the default your entire life. Like I didn't yes. think about my fingernails until then. And then I was like, outside of the gender stuff, it was just like, this is different. Like I'm excited to like go walk around like these things that have been the same all of my life and I don't really pay attention to. I've now like found this new avenue of like expression and stuff i can do with it it's a really fun energizing feeling and there's a lot of different ways you can there's a lot of different areas you can find like hidden things like that yeah getting your hair done a certain way oh piercing your ears piercing your fucking ears that was so good also also made me feel nuts like that was also something (laughs) else i tried that uh, no it did it just made me feel uncomfortable and i just kept fixating on there being something stuck inside my skin versus uh (laughs) Uh, I would say about two thirds of my body are tattooed, or about half of my body is tattooed at this point, and I I love that. I love doing that. Yeah, I had to start doing it in order to keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> to figure out that that was something that I wanted to do with my body. I've got lots of like physical sensory stuff, Rory. I'm very lucky that nail polish and the earrings don't fuck with me because there's a lot of like that is in the wheelhouse of things that would typically. I would not like. Yeah, you you enjoy it. Though. I'm glad that it it doesn't give me like sensory stuff because it's very fun. I get to hang uh, animal bones out of my earlobes. That's pretty rocking. That's pretty sick. Hell yeah! So you got this, and the fact that you're thinking about this and writing into a show about it shows that you're on the right track. You're interrogating these feelings. You're not just trying to hide them. It means you're moving in the right direction. Just keep following that impulse to try to find what feels right, and you'll get there. Find that euphoria. It's out there for you. It's at HBO and it's at (laughs) Max.com. This has got all your favorite teens, and they're fucking and sucking, and they're doing (laughs) ketamine. It's got all your favorite teens. (laughs) That's not good. That's not That's not good. That's what the show is, isn't it? It is what the show is. We talk about Big Mouth sometimes. We're like, you know the show where the kids are all fucking each other? Yeah, it was pretty weird. It's a weird thing that's in the world. And what's his face's dad did 9-11. What? There's some oh. connection. There's some like connection between uh, Nick Kroll's dad and Nick Kroll's dad and 9-11. I don't know about that. I didn't know this. He flew the plane. <laughs> 
There is some connection. I don't remember what it was, but he's he's like national security connected or some weird oh, shit. Wild. I'm just I'm like rattling off extremely half baked information that I read on like Twitter three years ago or something. I think there's something there. Yeah. No, he was. Uh... Jules Kroll was widely credited with the, as the founder of mo- the modern corporate investigations industry. Oh, that seems okay. Corporate oh. investigation. Hold on a second. We've Too come bad. to the investigate Nick Kroll's dad section of the show. <laughs> Everybody loves our favorite segment. Jules K2 Kroll. K2 Intelligence and Kroll brand bond rating agency. It sounds sketchy. K2 Intelligence. Hmm. <laughs> there's, dead, there's so much dead air! No! Everybody's we can't re- do it! <laughs> We're Everybody's giving the audience re- room to read the Jules Cole <laughs> Wikipedia page with us. <laughs> so I know that's where we all are right now. I swear to God, Donovan, if either of us pulls out our phone to Google something on stage, I'm going to shit everywhere. I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to shit your pants. I'm going to shit the audience's pants. I'm going to get Google up on the projector in the Yeah, live just show. start Googling shit on the projector. That sounds like a great... Actually, it's a good bet. I like yeah, that. Let's do that. If we're going to Google anything, no phones. The government of Kuwait hired uh, Jules Kroll's company to trace Saddam Hussein's corporate holdings around the world. There it is. Oh. There it is. This is this is at least as suspicious as the Blink-182 mil- United States military connections. Wait, I don't know about this. It's time uh, for our second favorite segment of the show where we investigate Blink-182. Well, okay. Uh, if I remember incorrectly, because I'm not going to look this up. One of them, <laughs> their dad um, was a, a military engineer or invi- involved in like a private arms uh, engineering company like Lockheed Martin or whatever. Not that one, though. One of them some de- defense contractor. Some def- one of them's dad is a defense contractor. Uh, the other one's dad is an oil executive. And, of course, Travis Barker's connection to the, the most powerful army on the earth, the Aquabats. Uh, <laughs> and also zippy, zippy dudes one of them uh i think hoppus said in like 2002 while they were on tour in europe uh they got contacted by the united states army to go meet on like a, a airplane carrier uh to discuss to just spitball ideas with the army about how to catch saddam hussein what? <laughs> which is not a thing that normally happens with bands unless you like have some sort of connection b- before that yeah nobody is just bringing in the guys who write the songs about being a horny teen to talk about how to catch saddam hussein right i don't think they called up like ludicrous for example no so but no- knowing that i think then also gives a lot of additional color to all the stuff about their connections with like the search for extraterrestrial life and how they were mm. able to able to uh, amass the the infrastructure to engage in like the the search for ufos if they have <laughs> these ongoing connections to the u.s military industrial complex damn it's all fucking connected all the small things see because the aliens are smaller they're smaller in stature that's right. the song that's was right. about 
finding their tiny accoutrement. Yeah. A little side note on the Jules Kroll Wikipedia page <laughs> in the children section. They have like a yeah. little bio box. Mm-hmm. Spouse, Lynn Corda, children, four, including Nick. You imagine <laughs> being one of the other three kids. One of the Kroll four, children. Including Nick. And you're like, Ted. You're like, Ted Kroll. Man. I don't even have a fucking Wikipedia page. What if your name was Chris Kroll? That'd be pretty cool. Chris Kroll's all right. What if your name was Cole Kroll? Call Kroll. Roland Kroll. And now we're on the, the famous segment of the show where we riff on where we what do a word f- association. What if a name and then the last name Kroll? Rory Kroll? Oh. Donovan Kroll? That's Audrey Kroll. Audrey Kroll. It's got a ring to okay. it. Audrey Kroll. Mark Hoppus' dad worked directly for the Department of Defense designing missiles and bombs. That no shit. Rocks. Yeah. God damn it. It's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy just because of the way that this country and economic system works, but it it is crazy how many bands or like actors and stuff you look and they're a step removed from the fucking DOD. That's pretty normal and cool. And I'm not phased by it at all, actually. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. And if you want me to get super conspiratorial about it, they are a band that emerged out of a music scene that was at that point very heavily focused on like radical activism. And there was a lot of punk music that was about criticizing the state. And then Blink-182 popped up and all their songs are about being a sad, horny teen who doesn't want their parents to divorce. Much more commercially viable. I I uh, buy this. Yeah. That's Eats up the revolutionary that, uh, drive. I'm, I'm never going to get over how much I fucking hate the song "Stay Together" for the kids. <laughs> I don't know that I heard that one back in the day. It was all you, um, you definitely did. If you've heard any of their music, if you like watched MTV, there was a video with them like in a house that was being destroyed. How does that one hmm. go? Uh, I can't sing the tune, but. It, so oh, like the chorus still. is like, so here's your holiday. Hope you something this time. It, it sounds kind of familiar. It's not oh, it's the one where the, they. It's off it the take one? off your pants and jacket. So I've definitely heard it. Is it the one where they go, where are you? No, no, that's a different one. Uh, but there's... no, that song like starts the, the music video starts with like an infographic saying 50% of American marriages are destroyed by divorce. Jesus Christ. Like it's a fucking incurable disease they're trying to raise awareness of. <laughs> that maybe your parents don't like each other that much. Yeah. There's a tie in with the uh, fireproof film and the love dare, all part of the crusade to end divorce. That rocks. So here's your holiday. Hope you enjoy it this time. You gave it all away. It was mine. So when you're dead and gone, will you remember this night? 20 years now lost. It's not right. 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 Or, you know, accept that your parents maybe grew apart and uh, it's actually very bad for them to stay together to try to raise you. Uh, They'll become miserable and resent each other and you will go insane as a child having these parents who obviously hate each other and aren't talking about it. And that's uh, way fucking worse than (laughs) maybe you go to two different homes. Maybe Maybe. you have two different Christmases. Maybe your parents meet new people that they're happier with and you get to have a happier childhood with your four parents. 
Been running strong for seven years. Rather than fix the problems, they never solve them. It makes no sense at all. I see them every day. We get along, so why can't they? If this is what he wants and it's what she wants, then why is there so much pain? Because it sucks to go through a divorce. It's like a pain in the ass. <laughs> that feels like it could be about like your parents staying together and fighting constantly because they won't yeah. separate. We're a pro-divorce podcast. Yeah. I'm extremely pro-divorce. <laughs> My parents divorced when I was four, and I can't even imagine them being in the same room together at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now I'm just reading Blink-182 lyrics. I didn't know hey, do you want to end the show real quick? Singers. I do always thought it was all the same guy. Mark, Tom, and Travis. No, you got you got the one that sounds like the high-pitched Animaniac guy, the one that sounds like the low-pitched Animaniac guy. And then for a while, the guy from Alkaline Trio who uh, claims that he he personally destroyed Firefest using black magic. Because oh, he's the guy from Alkaline Trio, so he's a Satanist. I believe yeah. him. I just, I remember that I liked Adam's song. I remember that I downloaded it off of uh, Kazaa. And I just loved how it sounded. And in retrospect, that was probably a red flag that I was depressed as a seven-year-old and would continue to be depressed going forward. It's a song about a young boy's suicide note. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. I think that and sounds I loved like that song. Uh, there's been some pop country musicians covered it recently or something. That's exciting. I saw. A was it I Rich... Was it Richmond, North of Richmond guy? No, no, it's like somebody cool. who actually gets radio play. I normally. never thought I'd die alone. <laughs> I laughed the loudest who'd have known. <laughs> I traced the cord back to the wall. No wonder it was never plugged in at all. And I've That's got beautiful. like a big orange beard. Sixteen just held such better days. That fell in a nickelback. Okay, fine, Audrey. Fine, if you insist. Just real quick. Just real quick. End the show. If you insist, <laughs> we can end the show. But first, we got to thank Rory for joining us. Thank you, Rory. Thank, thank you very much for having me. What so do you got to plug? Where great. can the people find you? I'm the only person named Rory Blank, so if you Google Rory Blank, you will either find me or you will find a bunch of different uh, spam websites with, that have bootlegs of my shirts with watermarks still on them uh, <laughs> that have SEO'd their way to above me. <laughs> so <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bone Jail. I'm on Instagram at Rory Blank. I'm on Blue Sky however it is that blue sky handles work i haven't figured it out so it's just rory blank uh i'm on facebook at rory blank comics i'm on tumblr i have king of blood.com oiled up leather daddies.com uh get jacked off by the president get jacked off by the president.com <laughs> garfield xxx.com i believe <laughs> i recently bought erotic funeral.com i want to check but if you did not buy that one that Oh, uh, you did. Into the bad yeah. place. <laughs> right did. Yeah, did eroticfuneral.com is a website that you can go to <laughs> that goes to the, the same place, place for Rory Blank's artwork. Most of those other URLs. You can find me. Again, there aren't any other people with my name that are remotely public figures, I guess. I forgot to mention this before. I'm wearing one of your shirts right now. I, I, wear, I wear these a lot during the summer. I have 
multiple times people ask me about it when I tell them about you. There was one, cause I'll be like, oh, the artist, his name's Rory Blank. Like, go, go find him on Instagram and stuff. There was one though, cause they were like, where did you get the shirt? And I was like, listen, you gotta go to get jacked off by the president.com. Good. And they thought I was joking and they went there and they loved it. And they, there's a cashier at the, uh, I always talked to at the grocery store I used to live. Hell yeah. And they got a shirt. It rocks. Hell yeah. Well, hi to that person. Shouts out. Uh, well, thank you again, Rory. Always thank love you. chatting with you. Yeah, always. Anytime. And we would love to chat with people in person at the live show. This is coming out. What, thir- you got like three days to get to Chicago. Yeah. Saturday, January 20th at the hideout. Doors at 5. Show at 530. It goes till 7. We will have something afterwards. A bar. All your favorites will be there. Juniper. Some friends from other shows are flying in. A star-studded evening. I'm going to have drink tickets and stuff. Oh, maybe I'm going to drink some beers. Who knows? And find out after the show. Only one way to find out. The ticket link is in the description. We would love your support. We would love to see your smiling face and answer your questions in the flesh zone. And thank you for listening. You heard Cyberpunk Donovan tell you about Cyber the bonus. Donovan. I think that's a good recurring feature. That should come back. The return of Cyber. Maybe I mash start- up answering people's questions about how they date after uh, <laughs> they've been absorbed into Rocco's Basilisk and are <laughs> consciousness on it. How, how do I how do I find a girlfriend when I live inside of a computer that's torturing me for all eternity for not helping uh, its construction? There's not a lot of da- a lot of downtime between uh, my psyche being tortured, but I really want to meet somebody. I was on hell tender for three months and I only got two matches. And both of them were just more demons who tortured me further, they catfished me. Uh, oh yeah good. you can get a four pack of space blankets for eight bucks and take those with you to the show this saturday are we gonna make people are people gonna have to wait outside do you think so no, the doors? No way. It's i just, don't think so I don't space think blankets are very effective they're two bucks a piece you'll stay warm you'll put yeah. them under your clothes put another one over your clothes become really loud and crinkly enjoy the show <laughs> that's our outfits for the show we go on stage in space, space blankets. blankets we sweaty masses <laughs> within seconds. Half of crinkling come to the fucking live show you heard Iberdano tell you we got a patreon also bonus episode each week over 160 episodes in the backlog you get instant access five dollars a month oh there's a discord oh well oh we'll mail you stickers oh we stream austin powers sometimes and uh we stream like music and stuff also in video games sometimes patreon.com slash rftb but for ten dollars a month you get all of that, and we shout your name out in lights at the end of each main episode. Audrey, who are we shouting out? First, we begin, as we do, with Anemone. We're shouting out Anthony Limburg. We're going to shout out a pigeon in Chicago. Nice. We're shouting out our beloved Day One Barb. We're going to shout out Brian Alflord is good, actually. We're shouting out my dad, who's good, actually. We're shouting out wank, wank, Duck Duncan. <laughs> We're shouting out our good friend Dylan. We're going to shout out Gigi. We're shouting out Inflatable Dream. We're shouting out K Friggin' Money. Remember when this list was like five people? This I is do. Crazy. This rules. Thank you. <laughs> We're shouting out Laser McGraw is tote bagging their way to the bank. 
<laughs> We're going to shout out Mal Criada. We're shouting MC Proletariat. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Pablo Hummus. We're shouting out na 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 Rico Suave. Suave. We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Tote Land, we're going to shout out our good friend Ryan, Rich Homie Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're shouting out Super Deformed. We're shouting out Synth Mage and shouts, extra shouts out to Synth Mage for helping me with some synth questions. You're Big awesome. shouts. Yeah. Uh, we're going to shout out the Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast. We're shouting out Tough Did Tip Mouse. We're shouting out Wendy because everyone knows it's Wendy. And last but not least, tweet, tweet, we're shouting out Ren. 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 I don't know why this is delighting me so much. You are the wind beneath our wings. You are the wind beneath our wings. You truly are the, the wind, wind beneath, beneath our, our wings. wings. Uh, final time you get to hear it. Final time you get to hear us say this live show, January 20th at the hideout in Chicago. Please be there. Please come and see us. I would love that very much. Or you um, can get tortured by an AI for a thousand years for yes, not going. Yes, your choice. Right. You pick whether or not you want to be tortured for eternity or come see us do a live show. Um, I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to see everybody in Chicago. And I'm also excited to get right up on this microphone and to say, I love you. Thanks. Bye. In this essay, I will. Take